Have you ever wondered, why do I feel so insecure in my relationship? Why do I obsess and overanalyze everything my partner says? Why do I get jealous so easily? Or maybe you've wondered, why do I push people away so quickly? Why do I get uncomfortable when other people show emotion? Or why do I get uncomfortable when I have to show emotion? Or maybe you've wondered, why do I jump into vulnerability and oversharing so fast just to turn and push my partner away just as quickly? Each of these sets of questions connect to an insecure attachment style, and they just might help you understand yourself a little bit better. Welcome to the Love Brain Podcast. I'm your host, Camilla Reese. I'm so excited to get started today on our very first episode, and I'm so thankful for you all joining me. I know you've all been waiting for this podcast for a really long time and asking for it, and I've been planning it for months now, so I am beyond excited to get started. Um, I think this is the perfect direction for the Love Brain community. Today's episode takes us into attachment styles. So there are four attachment styles, one secure attachment and three insecure attachment styles. Um, The first is anxious attachment. The next is dismissive avoidant. Then there's fearful avoidant. So how are these attachments formed and why do we tend to adopt one style over another? Our attachment styles have to do with our personality type and our relationships with our caregivers in our childhood. So it runs really deep and that's what we're going to be unpacking today. Before I get into the four attachment styles, I want to be clear that any couple can create a secure attachment. You just have to put in the work. You're not doomed to an insecure attachment for the rest of your life just because you had a bad upbringing or because you had a bad past relationship. It just takes the right person, some self-awareness, and a lot of intentional practice. Let's start with the first insecure attachment style, anxious attachment. Five behaviors that signal an anxious attachment are low self-esteem, a strong fear of abandonment or criticism or rejection, a lot of worrying or obsessing or overanalyzing your relationship or what your partner's thinking or saying, Um, a constant need for approval and attention, and betraying your needs or values to please your partner. If this sounds like you, then you might lean toward an anxious attachment style. An anxious attachment style reflects the belief that others are trustworthy but you are unlovable. In other words, you believe that being loved is 100% dependent on your actions and your behavior, and that's why you try so hard to please your partner. So where does this belief come from? It often forms in childhood with helicopter parents or inconsistent parents. So if you had a helicopter parent, you may have felt very loved by them and very trusting of them, but because they always 
solved your problems for you. You were left feeling very incapable or inferior with a sort of mother knows best mentality and never really allowing yourself to trust your own instincts. If you had an inconsistent parent, you might have felt like you constantly had to read their mixed signals. Sometimes they were emotionally available and sometimes they weren't. And because of your personality type, you internalized it as a reflection of your worth instead of a reflection of your parents' inability to be there for you. Before we move forward, I just want to make a clarification that everyone has a complicated story of how they formed their attachment style. So these are just a few examples that might help you better understand yourself and your upbringing. Let's move on to the dismissive avoidant attachment style. Five behaviors that signal a dismissive avoidant attachment style are avoiding vulnerability and intimacy, um, being conditioned to show little emotion and appearing control and confident, not trusting or relying on others to meet your needs or be there for you, needing lots and lots of space, and feeling uncomfortable or angry when others show emotion. If you have a dismissive avoidant attachment style, you most likely form this style as a child coping with a strict or emotionally unavailable parent. At the very least, they taught you to be self-sufficient, but they also taught you that you shouldn't trust anyone who says they love you because they only taught you tough love. It's possible that if you had a different personality type, you formed an anxious attachment style with this kind of parent, Um, but the connection between the dismissive avoidant attachment style and strict or emotionally unavailable parents is more common. The dismissive avoidant attachment style reflects a belief that you are lovable, but that others are untrustworthy. So it's pretty much the opposite of the anxious attachment style, where when you have an anxious attachment style, you rely on others to meet your needs because you don't love yourself or you don't believe you are lovable on your own. Um, The dismissive avoidant attachment style is the other way around. So you only rely on yourself to get your needs met and you've never felt like you've been able to trust anyone else to do that for you. The next attachment style is called the fearful avoidant attachment style. This style is very disorganized. It is the most disorganized of all the attachment styles. Um, It reflects a belief that you are not lovable and you can't trust anybody. This belief shows up in behaviors like saying contradictory things like, I never want to see you again, and then flipping to, I can't live without you, or just generally becoming very clingy and emotionally needy, and then flipping suddenly to being emotionally distant, even mean-spirited, just to push your partner away um, because of your lack of trust. There's also a lot of self-sabotaging that goes on in the fearful avoidant attachment style. It goes on with the other attachment styles as well, the insecure attachment styles, Uh, but this one definitely takes the cake. Another behavior that shows up in the fearful avoidant attachment style is also developing personality disorders, specifically borderline personality disorder. 
If you have fearful avoidant attachment style, you also might struggle to regulate your own emotions and have intense reactions that you almost feel like you can't control, that they're kind of done out of instinct. Living in a world where you have no worth and you can't trust anyone is a scary world to live in. And that's what it feels like for someone with a fearful avoidant attachment style. People who develop this attachment style most likely experience trauma from neglect or physical, sexual, or psychological abuse as a child, specifically by their caregivers. As children, they felt very unsafe and unlovable. So imagine just how that would feel to live in a world where you can't trust yourself or anyone. It's very disorganized, it's very confusing, and it's a very dark place to be. In romantic relationships in adulthood, someone with fearful avoidant attachment, um, the reality is so different that they perceive almost everything their partner does as a threat of abandonment or an insult to their character. This is why abuse and neglect is so damaging. It creates a world for a child and even as they grow older, that's completely different from the world that others see. They really see every action and behavior as some kind of threat to their survival. Um, and that's why though they have such intense reactions. If you have a fearful avoidant attachment style, please do not feel like you can't come back. Please do not feel like you are not able to ever form a secure attachment with your partner. It is completely possible. It takes a lot of therapy and effort and time, but please know that it is possible and that you are not alone. Okay, so we've unpacked the three insecure attachment styles and how those are formed. Now let's talk about secure attachment. This is the goal. A secure attachment is pretty much when you feel like your partner has your back and you're not afraid to ask for your needs to be met, you're not afraid to engage in conflict with them, you're not afraid to be yourself with them because you know they're always going to be there um, and they're always going to love you. So what makes a secure attachment? Researchers have a consensus that being accessible, responsive, and engaged is are the three things that make a secure attachment. So Accessibility looks like, you know, you text them back, you call them back, you tell them where you're going, you tell them when you'll be home. You're just generally accessible to them. They don't have to wonder where you are or when the next time is they're going to see you. Responsiveness is responding to each other with care and concern. It's not just responding in general. It has to be warm and positive. So this could be, you know, talking with your partner when they've had a bad day at work or giving them a hug when they've had a bad day. Um, but it has to be warm and it has to be supportive. Being engaged means that you make the most of the time you have together. The time you spend is quality time. So phones are put away and your full attention is on each other. When both partners are accessible, responsive, and engaged, couples can let their guard down. They feel safe and secure. They feel supported and loved by their partner. So they're not afraid to be vulnerable with each other. They're not afraid to emotionally connect. They don't feel the need to 
distance themselves or rely on themselves, and they also don't feel the need to constantly prove themselves to each other. There's just a very secure connection that feels warm and it feels safe most of all. A secure attachment takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, especially if you do lean towards one of the more insecure attachment styles. You really do have to work hard to, you know, challenge your anxious thoughts or challenge your untrustworthy thoughts. Just remind yourself that your partner will be there for you no matter what because they've shown you that. Um, You also have to show your partner that you're going to be there for them no matter what. That's part of the secure attachment. It takes two people to make that safe connection with each other. Ultimately, the secure attachment reflects a belief that you are lovable and you can trust your partner. A secure attachment allows you to grow in ways that you never thought were possible because it empowers you to take risks and weather the storm of the world because you know at the end of the day you can come home to someone who supports you and loves you no matter what. The secure attachment is what makes relationships worth it. It's what makes them meaningful. There's no point of being in a relationship where you feel like you constantly have to prove yourself or where you feel like you can't trust them. The whole point of being in a relationship is to have somebody you can rely on and to have somebody you can serve, to have someone there that you can work together to improve yourselves. Partners in a secure attachment work to improve themselves and they give each other space to grow. So we've just gone over the behaviors and beliefs that connect with each attachment style. And we've also talked about where those attachment styles can come from. In the coming months, I'm going to do a podcast about each different insecure attachment style and how you can go from that attachment style to a secure attachment. So make sure to subscribe to the Love Brain podcast so you can be notified when those episodes come out. Also, if you have any questions for me about attachment styles, you can DM me on the Love Brain Instagram hub. If you loved this episode, please leave a five-star review or share it with a friend so I can keep sharing this relationship guidance with you through this medium. Thank you so much for joining me.